welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for storylines, results, and controversy in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, June 26th, and we're here to talk some more grass court tennis. My name is Jamie McDonald, and I'll be your host for today. With me is my Wednesday regular, Matt Stokoyak. Matt, how's it going? What's going on, Jamie? Just trying to uh, make it through this week, man. We got Wimbledon coming up, so... Definitely excited for that. It snuck up quick, though. It feels like. I mean, it feels like I know. we just just got finished with Roland Garros, and you know now Wimbledon's coming up. But I like that. I mean, Grand Slam tennis, man, can't beat it, right? I know it's back to back to back, and you know it's crazy too. I always forget. I don't. I guess I would shouldn't say forget, but it's crazy to me how some of these seasons and some of the you know hardcore seasons seem so drawn out or clay. By the end of it, you're like, okay, we're ready to move on. Man, the grass is just boom, boom, boom. You know, a couple tournaments, and then we're out. Um, it's, it's a very, it's a very weird switch from what we've been used to, at least in playing on the dirt, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it, man. I mean, what do we have like two or three weeks, you know, after the French and then, you know, Wilden's right after that. So, I mean, it's like there, there's hardly any time at all to, you know, get some practice in on, on the lawn, but. Um, you know, the sooner we can get to Wimbledon, I mean, honestly, the better for me. It's always been one of my favorite tournaments, if not my favorite tournament of the entire year. So, you know, yeah. I won't complain. Well, I get to I get to definitely echo that sentiment, both as a spectator and just, you know, as a person in my real life, because as we've talked about, I have the privilege of actually going to Wimbledon, going to take some PTO from the old office job and I will be over there. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be very, very exciting. I actually one of my buddies just got back from Europe and he said he tried to go onto the grounds of Roland Garros, um, I think just a few days ago, actually. And he said uh, couldn't get in. They were already doing all sorts of maintenance on it. And so he was disappointed. But um, that's very symbolic of we're done with clay and we're on to Wimbledon. So without uh, without further ado, let's get into some of that grass court action from today. All right. Let's do it, man. All right, so we got two main ATP events that we're going to be talking about, uh, both in Antalya, which is Turkey, and Eastbourne, United Kingdom. Uh, you want to start in Eastbourne? That sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, one of the one of the earlier matches of today, um, a man of Great Britain himself, Dan Evans, taking out seven. Uh, t- excuse me, taking out Radu Albot seven six six two. I know you, we had talked a little bit about this one. Um, what'd you see in this one? Yeah, good match. I mean, a lot of variety from these guys. Albot actually beat Dan Evans uh, back in Delray Beach earlier this year when he won his first ATP tournament. So this was a little bit of a rematch, and and Evans got some revenge, I guess you could say. Um, But really, man, I mean, Evans just, to me, has the better game on grass. I mean, a little bit more variety. He likes coming into the net. He has that backhand slice. Albot definitely wants to stay back more, you know, grind it out, and it's just... One of those matchups to where the surface, you know, if we were on clay, maybe it goes the other way. If we're on hard courts, maybe it goes the other way. But I think Evans was probably pretty happy that this was on on the grass, and he just he took advantage. Won a won a pretty good tie break there in the first set, and was able to just get a break in the second and finish it off. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting too, and we we've talked about this with Dan Evans in terms of his game. You know, suiting the grass court fairly well. Just in general, though, I mean, of course, we've been we've been talking about his comeback um, after his suspension and whatnot. Look, he's he's 29 now. Um, what does the rest of this guy's career look like? You think? I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say. I I, I think he's got a bit of a he's ceiling. Top 50. I, he you know. is. I mean, I, it's just 
he's got a bit of a ceiling. I mean, he doesn't really have any any big weapons, you know, and it's going to be tough for him to, you know, crack into the top, I don't know, I would say 30 or 40 just because he doesn't serve huge. You know, his backhand sure. can be a bit of a liability on some of the other surfaces where the slice doesn't bite quite as much. You know, I, overall, he, he's a good player, but, I mean, it, it's tough for me to really – I don't really look at him as a guy that we're going to see, you know, top, top 20, top 30 anytime no, sooner, no. you know, making any super huge runs in a grand slam. I mean, I think he could win a couple of matches, but you know, that's probably about it. Right. No, I think uh, what's the best he's done in a major. I think he got to the fourth round of the Aussie one time. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've seen him in his results. I think he won, he won a challenger not too, too long ago, a couple weeks back. Um, you know, he lost to Vavrinka in a decent match at Queens club. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always just interesting to sort of set that up because the man he plays next, um, is a Frenchman we'll talk about, um, air bear. Uh, he had a crazy tight match. I don't know if you caught much of this one, but he comes out on top after dropping the first set to Kudla, 5-7, then a crazy second set, 7-6, 10-8 in the breaker, and 6-4. Um, heartbreaker for Kudla here, but Air Bear has honestly been in some pretty good form as of late. Yeah, he definitely has, and and he's another guy that his game really suits grass. I mean, he likes to serve mm-hmm. and volley a little bit. Again, he has that variety in his game, so I think this is a surface that he really he can excel on, and and we're seeing that with some of his results, you know, over the past couple of weeks. And you know, for Kudla, I definitely think he's gonna be. He's going to be a little disappointed. I like Dennis Kudla's game a lot on grass as well. I mean, he's had success in the past on this surface. So, um, you know, it, a little bit of a missed opportunity for him there. But, you know, Air Bear <laughs> with that serve, it's just yeah. – it's tough to crack that. And, you know, I mean, this match comes down to just a couple of points. It was razor tight. So Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has – you've seen it. He has a great serve. He has great instinct when to come to the net and finish that off. And, of course, he has the hands to finish it off effectively. Um, and a lot of that is just amplified when he's playing on grass. So, you know, he's a fun one to watch. Um, of course – probably more fun to watch at a doubles court I'd say just especially when he teams up with Mahout I mean those guys are those guys are incredible but you know when we're along when we're still talking about French guys here um Simone after a great run last week he he um unfortunate for him he lost to Lopez in the finals but comes out on top with a win over Tennis Sandgren 7-5 6-1 nothing too surprising here to me no no not too surprising I mean Simone has been in He's been in some good form, like you mentioned. I mean, this guy's, what, 34 years old now? And, man, we're just – we're continuing to see him battle out there. And I'm, I'm really surprised, to be honest. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, a couple – even a couple years ago, I didn't I didn't know how much more we were really going to be seeing of him at this level, at, at the highest ATP level. And, I mean, obviously last week with his run to the final at Queens and and now, you know, again here at Eastbourne, I mean, he's playing some good tennis. So, I mean, to me, this is going to be a guy, Gilles Simone, that, you know, depending on his draw at Wimbledon, I mean, if you're one of those top, you know, top 10 seeds or so, hopefully he's not in your section because he's he's feeling it right now with this game. And yeah, definitely dangerous. And not only that, too, but man, is he going to make you work, um, especially a five set match. Even if you get through him, um, you know, you're going to be tired. Um, and so, I mean, that's that's sort of a staple of his game, right? He'll stay out there forever. It's so funny, too, when, when they were flipping back and forth between matches, you know, Simone, 
he's out there grinding away on grass and everyone right. else is, you know, having, having four ball rallies and everything. And, you know, he's <laughs> out here having 40 ball rallies. And so, yeah. um, it, it's just really interesting and it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to me. Um, granted talking as a, as a counter puncher here. And of course you, you've seen Gruskin say that I look like him. So maybe I'm just harnessing that. <laughs> um, but, and I've already I've always been a fan of him, but it's cool to me how he can sort of take his game and still be able to adapt it to this sort of surface where, you know, of course he's got to be able to change some things. We've seen him be able to hit that flat backhand. That's a staple of his game. But the fact that he's still able to run around counter punch and really sort of control and slow down the pace within these points, even against some of the better players, it's, it's pretty impressive. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I was thinking the same thing, actually, watching him last week when he was making that run. I was like, man, you know, for a guy that's 34 now, I mean, he's obviously experienced. But yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, man, I mean, he can he can adapt to the surface and, you know, credit to him. I mean, he knows what it takes on on hard clay and grass. So yeah, no, that's absolutely right. But we're we're talking about French veterans here. Another one we got to talk about. Uh, Jeremy Shardy goes out to, I guess, what would be the hometown favorite, Cam Nori. Um, Cam Nori wins that one, six three seven six. Cuevas, um, another unfortunate guy for the day. We would see him um, on a clay court. Probably have a have a better look at this first set. Goes out to uh, Jari from Chile, six one seven six. Um, just generally speaking, when we look at somebody like Cuevas. I mean, what do their grass seasons look like? Like expectations going into that sort of season. What, where are their heads at? Yeah, not very much. I mean, he, you look at guys like him. I, I don't know, like a, a Pella, Guido, maybe. A, yeah, yeah, Guido Pella, guys like that. I mean, really, they're. This is not their time of the year at all. Sure. You know, we've talked about them over the last few months, really, really looking good on clay. I think you know those are the the tournaments that they live for. These. A lot of times, especially at Cuevas' age now, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I think he's just trying to get through this grass court season and, mm-hmm. you know, as fast as possible and then just, you know, you know, get back on the horse at that point. You know, I for him, I don't know how much expectation he has. I personally don't have much expectations for guys like that. You know, they're so good, so good on the clay, but it's just, it's the complete opposite surface. It's so tough. So to me, this result isn't surprising at all. Jerry can serve big, um, you know, big groundies from the baseline. It's just, it's a bad matchup on grass. I mean, like you said, on clay, probably a different story could easily be, Mm -hmm. but you know, this, this is about right. I would say. Right. Yeah, no, I think you're right. A couple more results to uh, to run through here before we hop over to Antalya. Um, we've got Fabiano uh, of Italy dropping the first set to Ward of Great Britain, 2-6, but then coming out with a 6-3, 6-1 in the second and third sets, getting that win. Londero of Argentina over Clark, 6-7, 6-1, 6-3. Um, some good matches there. Of course, you know, the the people of Great Britain got to be happy and sad. They've got some winners and losers of the day, but Dan Evans and Cam Norrie um, live to fight another day there. We'll get into it when we start talking about matches for tomorrow, but uh, there is one all Great Britain matchup um, that's going to be a lot of fun to, for tomorrow. So, uh, well, we'll get to that later. Let's go ahead and talk about what happened over in Turkey because um, one match that I don't know. I guess one match, one guy that I'm always kind of intrigued by came out on top today. Manorino of France, three six six one seven five over the Spaniard, uh, Carbeo Spania. Man, Manorino. I, I think it's Gruskin who calls him sort of the litmus test of the ATP Tour. I mean, this guy just kind of comes in week in week out. 
I guess you could call him a workhorse of the tour. It's just interesting to me. There's never been someone I would say who's just so static, like not a dynamic player to me at all. Is that a fair, is that a fair gauge? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I mean, a lot of it, I think comes from his attitude on court too. He's just Maybe so, that's, that's probably, yeah, that demeanor. His demeanor, fair. he's so nonchalant. I mean, he almost looks like he's just out there and he doesn't really know what's going on or he doesn't care. You know, obviously we know that he does. I mean, he's, He's a, you know, one of the best players in the world, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got a, an interesting game. I mean, tricky lefty, he can massage that ball. He can slice, he can junk it up a little bit. So, I mean, he's really kind of a tricky player on any surface. I mean, he can have success on clay. We see him have success on grass. So for me again, another good match here, but RCB is definitely a clay court guy. I mean, the Spaniard, he, you know, he wants to play on clay. So I would expect Manorino to get through a match like this. He did seven, five in the third. And yeah, I mean, it's another guy kind of like a Gilles Simone that if you're one of the top guys going into Wimbledon, Manorino could be a tricky, a tricky guy, you know, in those first or second round, you probably don't want to see him. So no, and he can be, he can be dangerous on the grass, man. And we just saw that a couple of weeks ago. Right. And, uh, he got his first title in her Bosch, I think, um, Mm -hmm. man, he had some big wins going on in there. I mean, he beat, he took out Verdasco. He took out Goffin. He took out Chorich. Um, this guy can play on the grass. And so he's, it's always just interesting to me too. You kind of see it sometimes with a little bit, I guess you could say, uh, you know, shorter, choppier strokes at times. Um, maybe not the most flashy or the most fun to watch. Uh, maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing tennis, but uh, he gets it done. Um, and so, especially on the grass, it'll be fun to see him. He, uh, we'll see him in action tomorrow as well. Um, he's got, or excuse me, not tomorrow, on Thursday. He's got an interesting matchup against the Italian Sinego. So that's in the quarters there. But, man, he's getting himself into another quarterfinal of a grass court tournament. He is someone who's definitely dangerous and, and someone that people need to watch out for. But um, his future opponent, Sinego, won his match today over Gunaswaran of India, 6-7, 6-0, um, Jordan Thompson of Australia took out the American Klon, 7-6, 6-3. Jordan Thompson, another one of those guys who you watch on grass, and I, I don't know, it just does it seem fitting? No, I mean he, it doesn't because his game you wouldn't think that it would translate well to grass right. at all because he's just he again he's a grinder. I mean he doesn't really have much variety in his game. He doesn't ever slice or you know he doesn't have the biggest serve. He just he goes out there and he's solid all around. But we've seen him have success. I mean, he's right. actually – he's the one that got to the final in Hurtagen exactly. much earlier and lost to Manorino. So mm-hmm. he's already made a final on grass this year. Really, this whole 2019 season for him has been, has been awesome compared to last year. I mean, I remember last year he was playing challengers. The guy couldn't even get into ATP events because his ranking had slipped and he was just – every ATP event he would get into, he would lose. And so right. he's had a much better year, and now look at him. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. got to a final. He, he could have won that match against Manorino. You know, we yeah. see him beat Bradley Klon here, who could also be a tricky player on grass. So, yeah, Jordan Thompson, I mean, it's surprising a little bit to me. You wouldn't think that he'd be great, um, you know, during this time of year, but he's proven otherwise. So we'll yeah, see what and, he can do. Yeah, and like you mentioned, he did have that great run to the final just a couple weeks ago. And in that tournament – you know, sort of when we were talking about Manorino, same thing, man. He beat some, he beat some good guys in this. I mean, he thumped Tiafo three and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and he beat 
you know, fellow countryman Damon Auer. Then he also beat Gasquet. I mean, so he's he's coming up with big wins on the grass, and so he's an interesting another guy I sort of admire just with his play style. But yeah, once again, not someone who you would expect to have the most success on grass. But um, anyway, another result to get around to. Another three setter here, uh, Juice Mur takes out, I'm going to apologize for this in advance, the uh, the Turkish guy is surely going to criticize um, my pronunciation, but I believe it's Selebilek, not sure, but anyway, Dismer wins this 6-3, 4-6, And then finally, um, Kravitz of Germany wins 4-4 four four over another Turkish man, uh, Ilkel. Once again, the pronunciation of the Turkish tennis players is not something that I have ever boasted, so I apologize. Um, These wild for, cards, man. I know, right? For those pronunciations and any future ones that are coming uh, out of maybe Antalya uh, tournaments in the future. But, you know, that brings us to matches to look forward to. And we can hop back over to Eastbourne real quick because this is what I'm really excited for. Or, or do you want to talk Antalya first? You call it. I'll let you call it. I've been talking too much. Ah, it's up to you, man. I mean, well, we're already we're already talking about Antalya, so we could stay there and then hop back Fine over. By me. Fine by me. I think... Um, at least the ones that I'm going to be watching out for tomorrow. Tomorrow there'll be four. I'll go ahead and read them off. Kesminovich taking on the Frenchman, Umber. Benoit Pair, the one seed, is going to be taking on Troisky. Uh, Bernie, good old Bernie Tomek taking on Gojo. That's going to be a good match. And then the German Kravitz taking on Karina Busta. Um, all good matches. I think the one that stands out to me there is Benoit Pair and Victor Troisky. Um, what are you going to be watching for? I like the first one you mentioned, Kichmanovic against Umber. I think, you know, those are two uh, next-gen players, super young guys that I, I want to see who can come through in that one. I think that's going to be a big-time match because those those are two players that are going to be seeing a lot of each other over the next, you know, however many years they're on tour. Uh, that, that's a big one for me. That's It's going to be a big step for either one of those guys. So, that uh, out of all four, that'd be the one that I'd want to watch the most. All right, that's fair. It's funny too, just when I'm looking so, sort of through these uh, through these draws and whatnot, seeing a one next to Benoit Pair's name is always like, wait, what? <laughs> are you sure? I mean, granted, it's an ATP 250, but still, um, you know, there are some household names in these tournaments, and he's going up against a guy in Troisky who we know is going to you know give it his all in this. So um, that's going to be. I'm sticking to that pick. We're both looking for Frenchmen, but mine's going to be Benoit Pair just because there's always an element of unpredictability, right? You know, he's flashy. We've seen him. I would say, you know, real quick, we can talk for a couple minutes about Benoit Pair. For his inconsistency that we've seen throughout the career, this last year, and especially across both the beginning of grass and in the clay, honestly, I've been pretty impressed with the consistency that he's brought to the court. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's won two titles. <laughs> you know, exactly. we we can't really, uh, you know, criticize too much when, when you win two ATP titles, you know, over the last, what, two months or so. I mean, right. um, he's, he's been playing well. I mean, and, and, you know, at least the way that I've always viewed and talked about Benoit Perez, I mean, when he wants to, he's, he's a really, really talented player. That's, that's really good. I mean, he can beat almost anybody out there. It's just, you know, his attitude can get the better of him sometimes. We've seen that. But the guy's super skilled. I mean, he, he can come up with some unbelievable shots. He's a big guy. He he really does everything well. I mean, if you wanted to, you know, nitpick a little bit, his forehand isn't the most sure. conventional. I mean, that's definitely the weak 
the weak part of his game is that forehand, but his backhand is smooth and he can serve pretty well, return pretty well. You know, he comes up with those drop shots, slice, you name it. So, yeah, I mean, he's always a guy. I love watching him because like you mentioned, the unpredictability, Sure, he could do anything. And that's why whenever he's playing, I always try to tune in. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we've seen a a great year from from his standards. He does have those two clay court um, titles under his belt. But, you know, to me, too, outside of that, I think it's just his demeanor. Like you said, he's brought it more consistently to the court than I'm used to seeing. And it's certainly rubbed off in his results. And if you talk tactically, too, I think I've maybe it's because he's more locked in mentally. I'm not sure. But in years past, I think I've seen that forehand, that unconventional forehand you mentioned, I've seen it be more of a liability than I have this year. And so, you know, it's hard for me to say, you know, with, with confidence what, what we can attribute that to. But um, it's it's seeming to be letting him down a lot less this year than it has in the past, which, you know, take what you will. But I, I guess that's more of just a testament to what he's been able to do over the last couple months. Yeah, yeah. No, that could be. I mean, I agree with that. It, it's hard to tell it. I think a lot of it does stem from from the mental side, you know, when he's yeah. locked in. I think he's able to he's able to uh, you know mask that forehand weakness a little bit better when he's when he's out of it mentally. Then it then it really goes off the rails. I mean, that's mm-hmm. when it's that's when it's bad. So you know, if he's focused, sure. you know, he can he can mask that deficiency just a little bit better. I agree. Yeah. Well, we could talk about an interesting man like Benoit Pair and, and his lovely, ferocious beard for, for uh, decades and decades. But let's go ahead and hop back over to Eastbourne because there are some really exciting matches that we've got going on tomorrow. Um, Pella taking on Fritz early morning. Stevie Johnson taking on her catch. I'm going to go ahead and put an asterisk next to that one because that is, if not my number one one to watch, it's definitely up there. I think that one's going to be really, really interest- interesting. We, we love talking Stevie. I guess let's just go ahead and talk about it. What are your thoughts on this match? It's going to be tough for Stevie. I mean, Hercotch is another young guy, obviously. Um, big game. I mean, on the grass, it's Stevie's really going to have to be locked in. If he serves well, you know, and is grooving the forehand, I think I think he'll be right in it. I wouldn't be shocked to see a tiebreaker or two. And it's really probably just going to come down to whoever can can you know, convert on a break point. Who's going to take advantage of, you know, one of the rare opportunities that could come in this match? Because I I think both guys are going to serve well. So again, it's probably just going to come down to a point here or there. And whoever's a little bit more clutch and and comes up with the goods when they need it is probably going to win this match. But it it will be tough for Steve. I mean, I'll be, if Steve can win this one, that's, that's going to be huge. I mean, I'll be pumped for him because that'll be a big win. That is the that is definitely going to be a big win, and you know we we already mentioned you know Guido Pela going up against Fritz, another American in action who is definitely going to have his work cut out for him. Sam Query um, taking on the four seed Lajovic, Berdasco is our five seed. He'll be taking on Londero, um, Fabiano taking on our two seed Jerry, Air Bear, the man we talked about at the beginning, is taking on Dan Evans. I think that's going to be a really fun one to watch as well. Um, the last two that we've got one the all-British affair, Edmund taking on Cam Norrie, um, and then we've got Jill Simone taking on Jerry, which to me is interesting. Not only, you know, it's, it's a clash of styles, and I've already said I love watching Simone. I actually, I think these, if I'm if I'm remember this right, I think Simone played Jerry uh, two years ago at Wimbledon and, and beat him in straights. So um, they've got some experience against each other, at least on grass in, in that regard, but 
Um, for me, I already told you, Johnson Hercatch is the one I want to watch definitely. What's your other one if you had to pick one more to watch? Yeah, I, I'm interested in that that all English affair between Edmund yeah. and Nori. I mean, I just I, I think that's interesting. Again, it's it's a bit of a clash of styles. I mean, we know Edmund's gonna want to go out there and rip forehands and just you know be offensive as much as he can, and Nori's a little bit more finesse. Is gonna grind and you know tricky lefty. So we'll see how that goes. I mean. <laughs> that could be a good one. We'll, we'll see. Or, or it couldn't be. I mean, you know, if Edmund gets hot, I, I could see that being like a two and three kind of match if he just rolls through Nori. But if he's, if he's missing some shots, then, then Nori's going to be right in that. Cause we know that he's, you know, not going to give up. He's just going to, you know, grind away. So, um, the fans, I think will definitely be interested in that one. Obviously, you know, they're two, they're two English guys. So, um, I think that one could be good. Yeah, that one is definitely going to have the crowd excitement there. And I think it's a big opportunity for Cam Norrie, too. Look, he's he's barely holding in the top 50 right now. You know that's got to be in the, in, uh, in the back of his head when he's playing these this sort of match. I think he's looking it up now. Career high of 41 um, just about a month ago, and he's dropped. He's at 49 right now. Um, but, I mean, regardless, good opportunity for either of these guys. Edmund could definitely use some momentum um, coming through this season. But... Regardless of where you're watching or what uh, the Tennis Channel gods decide, um, we're going to be seeing. There's a lot to watch, and you really can't go wrong. But with that, do you have any closing thoughts on either Eastbourne or Antalya before we wrap it up? I don't think so, man. I'm really just, you know, I want to get through this week. Obviously, these tournaments are great. I mean, there's no question. But they are 250s. Right. You know, I am am looking a bit ahead to Wimbledon. I mean, I just – I always get so pumped for it. So we'll see – We'll see when that draw comes out, and you know I'm sure we'll we'll have a podcast or two to break all that down and everything. So that'll be good. But oh, yeah, yeah, man, I'll be I'll be trying to provide as much uh, as much content and footage as I can. I'll be I'll be trying to you know sneak in and behind places, taking pictures on the grounds. Um, my hey. phone will probably die trying to take all those pictures, but I'm very very excited for that. And as you mentioned, a lot of the grass court season. You know, not to disrespect some of the lead-up tournaments, but a lot of it does feel like the waiting game for the big one at, at the uh, at the old Wimbledon that we know and love. But with that, Matt, I want to thank you for coming on once again, as you always do. You uh, you put up with me making you wait here on Tuesday nights, and uh, I always appreciate that. So as we're closing here, what do we say to our listeners? That's a break. And we'll catch you next time. See you guys.